and he asked me to take a walk with him. He didn't say anything for the longest time. And then he turned to me and he said, Woodman, we need each other. Words and music. And he crossed his fingers, showing how they go together. Remember, words and music. Words and music. Music's and words. We go together. Like apples and caramel. <laughs> um, yeah, like sure. Peaches and okay. Cream. Words and music, the podcast. Here we are again, season three, episode eight. I'm Crystal Blue. I'm Randy Red. And here we are in our new and improved basement studio. That's right. My husband's been working very hard the last couple of weeks to bring some new elements into the studio. We've done a little rearranging of furniture. Things are, things are looking good in here. It's almost like this room is dedicated to the podcast. It is almost like that, isn't it? Well, it's dedicated to that in my current job search. <laughs> So there's that. There is that. There's that. If only the podcast paid, <laughs> we'd be. I'd be set. I'd be set. Wishful thinking, but one day. Yeah, one day. Here we are, episode eight, and yeah, the job search continues. And I was right. I was right about something. What were you right about? Other than talking to myself, I really have no marketable skills. None whatsoever. Oh, you say that now. Mm-hmm. I say that. You say that. I say that because I keep getting rejection letters. Like, you gotta have We've moved in another direction. Sorry, we've chosen another candidate. It's like, oh, okay. Womp, womp, womp. No just, real world skills. That's what I'm starting to think. You just gotta have faith. I'm trying, man. Something's gotta convert over. It's tough. I, I hear no I have no doubt. Yeah. But I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. So you have a new microphone. So I do. Folks, as Randy figures out his new microphone, you might hear some wonkiness going on. What What do you need to adjust? Did we program it into the road? Mm, I don't know. Did you? I didn't. Okay. Well, let me just go ahead and push a couple buttons real quick. You make some uh, some conversation with yourself real quick. Conversation with myself. That could be very dangerous to the people that listen to our podcast. I don't know if they'd want to listen to me, but here we go. So here we are about... Hey. That was weird. That was very weird. All right. Well, we have changed your microphone settings. Wow. To the podcaster mic, and I think I like it better. Do you hear me? I can definitely hear you. And um, I'm peeking. put your mic sock back on. Big time. You're not really peeking. We just we had you turned up. But I want you to put your microphone sock back on to get rid of a little bit of the background ambient noise. How about now? Hello. That's what I was looking for. Holy cow. Okay. Now we have you set up properly. I mean, I need to go back to my hello, everybody. Keep talking. Keep talking. Can you hear me? I mean, so as I was saying, it's just a little <laughs> over 30 days until the Daytona 500. Papa, can you hear me? Sorry, how many days? Uh, just a little over like 32, 33 days. 32, 33 days. Not That's that right. you're counting. No, not that anybody's counting. Um, motorsports has been missing in our home and for the has last been missing several weeks. So bad. And football tries to be a good substitute, but it's just not when your teams are not that great. Like, you are a Denver Broncos fan. I am. And I am a Miami Dolphins fan. Yes, you are. Your sister, on the other hand, is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. That she is. She's inherited Tom Brady. (laughs) And she is loving life. She is loving life because she used to be down here at the bottom of the barrel (laughs) with us. For a very long time. honestly, honestly... Uh, the Miami Dolphins had a pretty good year. They had a winning season. They and have what's fired called their fucking coach anyway. 
I couldn't believe that. They they had what's called what? They had a winning season. Mm-hmm. They started off at one and seven. Right. And then they finished the last seven games at eight and seven or nine and seven, whatever it was. I think it was nine and eight. Anyway, okay, nine and eight. Yeah. So they had actually had a winning season. They so. did really well this year for the first time in like a long time. Yeah. And, and everyone was surprised that that coach got fired. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. But it's just, you know, it's the way football is, I guess. Yeah. You can do really, really well and still get your ass handed to you at the end of the season. Pretty so much. I guess that's just the way the ball rolls. Hey. Or wobbles, since it's football. Oh, wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, motorsports needs to come back, and it's coming back here soon. So, I'll be happy, camper. So, what exactly, in your mind, is the start of motorsports season? To it's, me, the yeah. start of the motorsports season, it's one of two events. Is it the Bush Clash? No. After the Bush Clash? Before the Bush Clash? Because I thought the Bush Clash was the first. See, there's more to just thing. there's more to motorsports than just NASCAR. Oh, I understand that. So, well, if you look at it that way, though, then does motorsports even have an off season? Because isn't there some motorsports going on right now in in the in the U.S. in the continental United States? Yes, there is a season, if you will. Right. I mean, was there the Chili Bowl Nationals? Yes, there were. There's like I mean, dirt races going on. There's, there's all kinds of stuff going. Some on. some series don't stop. Agreed. You, some of the local tracks, depending on their location, they don't stop or they're mm-hmm. inside or whatnot. So right. it's just, it depends. So, but for you to get excited, it's all about, I know Speed Week is a big one and we plan for the Daytona 500. But before the Daytona 500 is the 24 hours. Well, yes, it is the 24 hours, but right. we have the clash. So you the know, Bush but you're clash, right. the Bush clash comes first. Then the 24 hours of Daytona, correct? Correct. And then the Daytona 500. So the 24 hours of Daytona uh-huh. is January 27th through the 31st. Oh, geez. That's coming up quick. Yes. So to me, okay. to me, that is the start. Well, that, that's not 33 days away. No. No, 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 no. I'm so, talking about NASCAR's 33, 30 some days away. Is it even that? Daytona 500 is 30 some days away. It's like 31, 32, or 33 days. So Daytona's not the same weekend as 24 hours of Daytona. No, okay, Daytona's so Daytona not until the following February weekend? 20th. February 20th? Yeah, February oh. 20 something, February 27th or so something. So is there like an actual speed week this year? Because does, I thought those things were like all within the same seven days, and that's why you called it Speed Week. And there's Speed Week, yeah. There's that's like the week before Daytona. Okay. So what's going on the week before Daytona? This I don't year, know. Though? I haven't seen the schedule because I don't know yet if they're going to have a Speed Weeks or not. They might because of the new car. Okay. But yeah, racing starts in the next weekend. Oh boy, here we go. Twenty four hours. I'll be. So when is the Bush Clash? Uh, that's coming up too. You call yourself a race. I don't have a schedule in front of me. <laughs> you want me to look it up? I'll look it up. I mean, Jeez. it's like, come on. I know we've been talking about the Bush Clash um, recently. Bush, Bush Clash, Clash 2022, 2022 is... When the hell is it? <laughs> what day is the Clash? It, Jeez. Uh, February 5th. Okay. So it'll be 24 hours of Daytona first. Yes, it um, will. Would you say the 27th? Yes. Okay. And then followed by the Bush Clash. Bush Clash. And then two weeks later is Daytona. Correct. But here's the thing that I'm, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm assessing from this conversation. Daytona 500 this year is not going to interfere with my Valentine's Day. No, but the Super Bowl is. (sighs) Just saying. Yeah, but you don't have a dog in that fight. It's still the Super Bowl. (sighs) What man do you not know that watches, that does not watch the Super Bowl? There's plenty of men that don't watch the Super Bowl. 
Well, okay. I can't name them off my top of my head, but I know they're out there somewhere. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. And I, I do apologize for this. But. But what? Well, what do you want? But you're going to choose to watch a game featuring two teams you could give two shits about instead of celebrating Valentine's Day with your wife? Is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> Pleading the Is fifth. Is that what you are actually putting out into the universe? Pleading the fifth. Pleading the fifth. <laughs> All right, fine. If Tom Brady goes, then yes. Oh, please. That's greatness. You've never You're, even been a Tom Brady fan. It doesn't matter. You oh. still respect. It's fascinating to me. You respect the man. How many of you Brady haters are suddenly... On the Brady bandwagon, no, 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 because no, 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 now no. he's not playing for New England anymore. Nope, nope. He's down in Tampa Bay, uh, and not. now suddenly he's the goat. He's always he was even the goat at freaking uh, New England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can talk trash about him all day long; it's fine, but you have to respect what the man has done. Sure, but I don't have to watch it. But <laughs> if you're watching it unfold, then you're watching history unfold, and then you can say, "Oh, <gasps> ah, yeah, see." <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you Whatever. saying? Whatever. What do you want to do for Valentine's Day? I guess it doesn't matter. Super Bowl is on. Well, I can always record it. <laughs> oh, or we can go early. Well, you know me, and when it comes to Valentine's Day, you know me. I'm not. Uh, we got to go out to dinner, kind of girl. Yeah, because everybody else goes out. Yeah, and you get reservations. And honestly, uh, February 14th is on a Monday. Okay. So is the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah, it's Sunday. Okay, so, so it's not going to interfere with my Valentine's Day. It's, then it's not. You'll just be hungover. No. <laughs> I got to work the next day. Yeah, exactly. Be, I don't do that no more. I no. don't know. I, I don't know. We'll I mean, we can out. get some good steaks, some lobster that, tail. Sure. Maybe get one of those kits from Fahrenheit if they still offer them and just do that, but I doubt they do that. Or what? Yeah, you I got mean, this look on your face? Well, yeah, like, because I would love nothing more than to have a big, fat, juicy filet mignon. It just don't, wouldn't taste like a filet mignon. And then why waste the money? Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? So for me, it's kind of a... Meh, well, so then you need to let me know what it is you want. Some macaroni and cheese. No. I mean, I can do that <laughs> just all day. Kidding. That is not what I want for Valentine's Day. It's going to be a cheap Valentine's Day. I'm going to get a box sushi. of mac and cheese. I'd like to have some sushi. I don't know. We'll figure it I out. I can do that, too. We'll figure it out. Okay. Stick a pin in that topic. Um, oh, Jesus. Well, no, the only other thing that I had written down for our, our little intro segment here is our new addition to the fam. Our new addition to the fam. Yes, we got a new addition. So I've been feeling, obviously, some kind of way about life in general. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing cheers me up more than a sweet, cuddly animal. Right. Furball therapy. Correct. And we happen to be members of the Fredericksburg SPCA's foster family. We are. And every so often, they put out the call, like, this time it was, there's a snowstorm coming, and we'd really like to empty the shelters. Can anybody come and get these animals, just in case the power goes out again, and we have 50 animals in the shelter that we need to take care of in the cold, you know? Yep. It's just better. It's easier obviously all it's, for it i'm all for it and, and so, so am i didn't didn't even didn't right. even put up a fight for it and it happens to be so what we have we have done and we don't think we really planned it this way but we have done it this way we fostered a puppy we did then we fostered two kittens we no, i'm sorry we fostered two puppies yep then we fostered another puppy yep then we fostered two kittens correct then a puppy yep then a kitten yep then a puppy 
Um, so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hornswoggle was the last one we fostered. Yeah, you're right. So then it was time for a kitten. Yes. They didn't have any kittens. No. They had adult cats. Correct. Now, uh, everybody who listens with any kind of regularity knows that you have pet allergies. And yes. For a very long time, we were under the impression that you were deathly allergic to cats. Correct. Because of an incident that happened when I had my two cats. Yes. So my two cats ended up getting rehomed before I moved in here because I didn't want to kill my husband to be, I want to kill my boyfriend at the time. Um, well, now a few years have passed and you just kept getting sick and you were, dri- it was driving you nuts. So you finally, you bit the bullet. You went to the allergist. Correct. You had all the, the little prick tests on your skin. Oh yeah. You that was a fun day. It was a super fun day all over your back, all up your arm. And what we found out was that aside from all the environmental allergies that you have, the dust, the pollen, the mm-hmm. ragweed, the hay, whatever, you also have an allergy to not only cats, but dogs as well. This is where we need that wah, wah, wah. I know, right? Like, see, and I'm never prepared with the freaking button. No, I, you know what? I need to learn the buttons then. You do need to learn the buttons. Wait, no, it's this one. It's this button, and then we have to go... Sad trombone. Because Randolph C. Powell. <laughs> she just used my full name, folks. <laughs> reacted worse to the dog allergen than he did to the cat allergen. There it is. There we go. And so we find out he's more allergic to the dogs than he is cats. Yep. So up until now, we had been we'd had a policy that we only uh, fostered cats three months and younger because they don't develop produce the allergens. They don't produce the allergens. Thank you. Now we're at the crossroads where we were like, "Ooh, we could actually bring an adult cat into the house." I mean, I'm already allergic to dogs. What's it? I got right. two of the hairiest ones that there could be. So we've got a couple of very very furry girls. But here's the thing: in the last six months, you've been undergoing um, therapy through shots. Allergy shots. Yes. Weekly and bi-weekly allergy shots, right? No, twice a weekly. week. Weekly. Weekly. Twi- twice a week, yeah. Twice a week. So bi-weekly allergy shots. You've been doing that for six months consistently. You're starting to move into, you, you know, you got to keep doing this until you get to like the maintenance, maintenance phase, phase yeah. and all that. So we did that. And then we also invested in some air purifiers. I think you bought, what, six of them? One giant one for the living room. And then yeah. One uh, smaller ones for bedrooms and yep. hallways and things like that. So. Air purifiers installed. Yes. Allergy shots ongoing. Yes. Obviously, we're not getting rid of our, our baby girls. No. And They're I told not the going doc- anywhere. I told the doctor that. I said, I ain't getting rid of my dogs. Doc- do- the doctor was like, well, can you at least get, you some, know, air purifiers. get some air purifiers? Not have them in the bed with you. And Randy was like, "Um, it's their bed. <laughs> it's their bed, not ours. <laughs> they just let us sleep in it. Sorry, dude. Yeah. So um, you've made the adjustments for the dogs. I have. So at this point, I look at you and I'm like, well, we probably could foster an adult cat. And I said yes. And you did. You said, all right, let's, without, without let's hesitation, give it a shot. I said yes. So I go to the website and I look and see what, which cats were still at the SPCA, which had already been out fostering. And I picked this one cat named Priscilla and I put in my requests and I'll take her. Well, you know, we'll get her through the snowstorm. It'll be a foster situation. We'll get her adopted. We'll make a star out of her. We'll get her adopted, all that kind of stuff, right? I go to the SPCA to pick up Priscilla, and I am informed that Priscilla has a lot of interest. 
So you will not of, be getting Priscilla at this a time. A lot of people were interested in adopting Priscilla. Plus, then she also said she was a little bit skittish. And I know you, she's like, I know you have a couple of dogs at home. And she's a little bit more timid. And I said, all right, well, I need a confident cat. So the lovely Rachel at the SPCA, she says, have I got a cat for you? Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> she takes me to the back. She says, we have this cat named Aberdeen, and he is amazing. Let's go see if he likes you. Yeah, let's go see if she likes him. Let's yeah. go see if he likes you. Famous so last words. I go back and I walk into the kitty condo with Aberdeen and this boy is my homie, like immediately. <laughs> he is all over me. He is on his hind legs trying to pet. He's like, come on, give me some love, lady. Yeah. You're the one. I'm taking you. You're taking me home. So, okay, fine. We get approval. We're like, yep, cool. Let's do, let's do the fostering with this guy. So we're getting all the paperwork settled. And Rachel says, I'm going to put Aberdeen on a three-day foster to adopt hold just in case you fall in love with him. I should have seen the foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. She I knew. should have seen the foreshadowing. She knew. She knew this guy and what a charmer he was. Oh, yeah. I, on the other hand, and you and Andrea, we had no idea that he would come into this house and literally put everyone under a spell. He's the coolest freaking cat I've ever met. He is actually really cool. And I'm not I am not a cat person. Okay. So let's get that straight. But I'm not mean or against cats or anything. I am just You're an not, animal lover. I'm an animal lover, but I'm just not cat's not my forte. You've never had a cat. I've never had a cat because my dad, my old man's allergic to cats. Right. So it's one of those things. But we've had friends of the family that we've gone over. We've played with their cats, you right. know. And cats love you. All animals love Randy. I mean, they're they've been great. And mm-hmm. you know, when I see anyone you know, do wrong things to cats. I'm like, er, no. Right, of it's, course. It's, it's wrong. You're an animal lover. Yes. Bottom line. So. Just like I am an animal lover. Mm-hmm. But I would never until a few years ago have considered myself a dog person. I am a cat person. Correct. 100% cat person. Yes, you are. And then Kimber, <laughs> you know, you fall in love with a dog and then suddenly you have two dogs. Yeah, she ain't my dog no more. Well, guess what, folks? We now have two dogs. And a cat. And a cat. <laughs> So all we need now is we need a bird, we need a lizard, we need no, a snake, no. we need some fish. Uh-uh. I'll go with fish. Fish I can do, maybe a bird, but no, I don't do things with scales. No snake? No snakes. No lizards? No lizards. No bearded dragons? No bearded dragons. I have my bearded dragon sitting right across from me. I don't need another. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. Man. I am good. But we have. A, uh, we will have, by the time this episode airs, we will have officially adopted Aberdeen. And we're changing his name. Is this beautiful? She, he's got like red ears and blonde hair and blue eyes, and he's absolutely beautiful. And I, we decided that because of his blonde hair and blue eyes, he needs a strong Viking name. I am Scandinavian by nationality, Dutch and Irish. Yep. And so for me, you know, the whole Viking thing. So what did you decide? Well, we named him Floki. <laughs> Floki. He's so cute. And I can't wait to introduce him to you all. But we're kind of keeping him under wraps right now. So he's a a, a red, no, a Siamese, a... We don't know. We, we haven't done the, the any kind of DNA uh, test, which I do plan to do. But if I had to guess, if you Google Flame Point Siamese, Flame Point Siamese, that is what he looks like, which is basically a Siamese cat mixed with an orange um, tiger striped tabby, mm-hmm. right? 
So they kind of have a lot of Siamese characteristics, but they have the orange and white tail, like a striped tail, yep. and the red ears, and they're very, very cute. I can tell you now, we ain't got to do the DNA test to, to know. Uh, we might want to. Just, I mean, we can still yeah. do it. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. But you look at the pictures, yeah. and you look at our cat, Yeah. I'll be damned if that's not a flame point. Just saying. It does look exactly like the per- the perfect example uh, like, on yeah. Google. So, yeah. So there Just you saying. go. We are adopting a cat. His name is Floki, and he will join our pack. Floki. 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 Kim, Bracona, and Floki. Well, that's and a damn bunch. There you go. Our, our little bunch of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. It's time All to right. move on to say what? Say what? Oh, by the way, just sort of a, a, little, a little bit of a teaser here. We've rearranged a couple of things on the podcast. Rearranged a couple of segments, and we're adding a new one this making week. Making it work, making it flow a little bit better. Do some fun stuff. We're right just, on. I just, you know, there's some things that I've had, I felt a certain way about, and right I on. will explain as we go. So, time for say what? Say what? Um, you know how celebrity deaths happen in threes, right? Oh my God, has it been a hell of a month or what? Yeah, I mean, it started on New Year's Eve with Betty White. Yep. Then Sidney Poitier about a week later. Poitier. He was incredible. I awesome. one of my all-time favorite actors. I remember being a child. And watching television way before cable came mm-hmm. to be, we watched TV, you know, just the local channels. And they there was one station that always showed like the old movies from the 50s, mm-hmm. like the um, uh, the Frankie and Annette movies, the yeah, Beach yeah, movies yeah. and things like the Elvis movies. Sure. And one of my favorite movies growing up was To Sir With Love. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. And Sydney was amazing in that movie. A Raisin in the Sun. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Watched that in school. You know, he's just a, an incredible, legendary actor. And then we lost, Amer- we not only lost America's grandma, we lost, we lost America's, America's dad. dad. What the hell is that? January 2020. Why are you trying to do us so dirty? Seriously. Have we not been through enough in the last two years? Like uh, Bob Saget? Bob, what did he do? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> I mean. He was way too young to go way and and you know and i can say that about all three of those people because neither one of them i wasn't ready for either any of them not uh, not that anybody fucking asked me i mean <laughs> so, you know it's funny we say too young betty white anyway she would have been a hundred years old yesterday you know you've lived your life right mm-hmm. when you say at 99 years old you Hit. You're still, it, too, you're young still to too young. Still too young to die. I don't we know were we not covered ready. that before, but man. Yeah, but we were not ready. And I hope everybody on her 100th birthday Googled Betty White and saw the message that Google had put up I with totally the falling rose petals. You to forgot? Do that. Oh, you Googled the words Betty White. I missed it. And rose petals fell because, of course, her character on was Rose. Was rose. And then a big um, graphic came up that said, Thank you for being a friend. Oh. And had the, her year of her birth and the year of her death, and it was it was a really sweet tribute. And I just, you know, and uh, the SPCA's around the country made so much money. They got money from us on her birthday. They got money from us. They got money. I saw that Trisha Yearwood made something like three quarters of a million dollars in twenty minutes. That's awesome for the SPCA because she posted about it and let's do the Betty White thing. And so. Well, on our behalf, we did. We donated. How old Betty would have been? Awesome. I love so, that. Yeah. Awesome. So but hey, fun fact. Yeah. Did you know Bob Saget grew up in the Tidewater area? I did not. Hampton Roads, baby. Did he really? Yes, he did. I had no idea. He was, you mean he wasn't from San Francisco? He didn't live in nope. a San Francisco row home? <laughs> he was actually born in Philadelphia. Okay. And he grew up 
in the Hampton Roads area. So did you ever see him when you were a kid? Oh, like, no. did you ever make He's a... He's much older than I am. Well, yeah, but maybe like you were out old. at a restaurant and he was there with his he family. He would have been something. in 18 and up and whatever bars doing stand-up comedy or probably out there in L.A. trying to make it up by now. Yeah. So... Yeah, he no. never came back to visit. He never did, no. And he he said that there was a video that someone posted, and, and it was a it was a selfie video. Yeah, that he he was doing. He was just talking about how he grew up and he loved the area, loved Virginia Beach, loved Norfolk, loved you know Newport News, Portsmouth, all that stuff. And he was like, "I need to come back. I haven't been back. Maybe hasn't I'll come up. Back. Maybe I'll come out and do do a show or something." And then you know, and of course, guess what happens? Womp, he was womp. just getting back. On the He's road. getting back up on the road. Just on getting comedy. back on the road, doing his stand-up comedy. Which the thing that I think I love the most about Bob Saget, and I kind of relate to this, is that you know on television, he played the role of this wholesome dad who was very, very sort of, I don't know, dare I say, just white bread, all American. You know what I mean? Oh, and then he, his comedy shows were not. Were raunchy. Very raunchy. Which reminds me of a conversation I had with my old general manager who asked me one time why I cuss like a sailor when I'm off the air. Nah. <laughs> and I would say, look, I have to hold in all my fucks for like five solid hours every day. So I'm sorry, but you're going to get them. As soon as I'm off the air, you're getting them all. I, was a, I am a sailor's daughter. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was mama, dada, and fuck. Those were my three first words. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's how that happened. Wow. I'm also Irish. Like yeah, I, I hey. legit come by it honestly. And no one's ever like no one's ever tried to curb that habit habit, I guess. I've yeah, I've had And some I, I married try. a Marine, so it's not like you're ever gonna be like, sweetheart, could you uh tone hey, down the cuss words? Watch your mouth. <laughs> Oh well, but seriously, um, that's my say. What I just I can't deal with the fact that no, it's going to be another. I mean, I last year it happened the same way. Two years ago, it happened. This I mean, it was literally just. It's always in threes for whatever reason. It needs to stop being in threes. Is what it needs to do. It just it look stop. <laughs> it's too early. I know. <laughs> Can we just manifest that out into the world? Because the universe is just kicking my ass lately. You do me a huge favor. Yes. This is a total aside. Could you turn the heater off? I'm warm. I'm sweating. Yes, I will gladly. <sighs> All right, cool. So, from say what to couples therapy. And this will probably make you say, say what too, because um, we've got this funny thing happening that's going on in our living room right now. So, a few weeks back, we had a snowstorm that knocked the power out for quite a lot of people, us included. <laughs> Do you have something you want to wrap up? N- no, you just no, no. Okay. So um, while the power was out, this was the week after Christmas. No, I'm sorry. The week after New Year's. Power's out for a couple of days. And there wasn't a whole lot going on, you know? No? Not a whole lot going on. So I decided I'd get up and I would uh, undecorate the Christmas tree with the full intention of putting the tree away. Yes, she did, folks. Our tree's been sitting there naked for like two weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what did you and your daughter, you know, try to convince me? That we could just leave it up because yeah. the, the lights have, we have, that we have a lit, a pre-lit Christmas tree that has programmable lights. So I could legit right now, I could put them all red and pink and it'd be perfect for Valentine's Day. You know, this is the longest I've had any Christmas decorations up ever. I could do green. In my life. For St. Patrick's Day. Ever. 
I could do like Easter colors for I like pinks and yellows and blues for for Easter. No. I could do um, uh, red, white, and blue for Fourth of July. No. And then uh, orange and um, orange and white for like Halloween. No. Um, but it's still up there. Nobody's taking it down yet. Okay. So I'm not taking it down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that how this is gonna play yeah, out? Because it's pretty, and I've decided it's now our tree. It's not a Christmas tree. It's just a tree in the corner of the room. Mm. Pretty lights on it. To be continued, folks. <laughs> no, this is couples therapy. We got to work it out. So the question is, of course, when do you take down the Christmas tree? Now, normally I would have the tree down by now. I would have had the yes, tree down by would. New Year's. That's always, I like, you know, after Christmas, take the tree down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here it is, what, the, the 18th, 19th? It is so pretty. Oh, I know. You can just wait <laughs> until... December 2022. But it's still up. Are you going to take it down? Oh, I'll take it down if that's what it comes to. When are you going to take it down? I'll take it down as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> Taking it down tonight. <laughs> Don't tease me with a good time. You're lucky, though, too, because it literally comes apart in three pieces. All you got to do is pop it apart. I know. Shove it in a box. Yep. And it's done. Call it a day. Pretty much. Yep. But I'm just not doing it. Because it's so pretty. Okay. I'll take it down. <laughs> no problem. Little does he know, folks, that was my plan all along. Time for the VIP's roll call. Hold on. Let's go back to this some bullshit then. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to this some bullshit well, Let's move yet. forward to that. What is this crap? It's time for the VIP's roll call. Our VIPs, our fabulous, fabulous VIPs in order... Healthy Beginnings Wellness and Aesthetics from Botox, the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, keeping you skinny, sexy, strong, and satisfied. Visit healthybeginningswellness.com. Cowboy Jacks of Fredericksburg, the best happy hour in town, 3 to 7 p.m., seven days a week, Plank Road, Fredericksburg. Follow Cowboy Jacks on Facebook for specials and events. Cowboy Jacks has a new menu item. What? Have you heard? I haven't seen it. They have keto bowls. Now and they no look kidding. amazing. Uh, I wonder how quickly I could find the picture. Not very quickly when my phone doesn't recognize my face. Let me see if I can find it. Talk amongst yourselves. She's singing to herself not right how now. You, ah, oh, doggone it! I spelled her name wrong. There she is. Let's see. Go down to photos. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Play by play. Bam! Folks. Oh wow, that's shrimp and. Steak. Yes. With broccoli. Uh-huh. And carrots. Uh-huh. And it looks like and it's Parmesan got... Parmesan cheese? Nope. It's got riced cauliflower. So, is that what it is? Yep. Okay. So here's what, here's what the caption says. Did y'all know Cowboy Jack's has new keto bowls? You can get chicken, steak, or shrimp with hands down the best cauliflower rice I have ever had. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Kaboom. <laughs> it looks delicious. It does look pretty good. So folks, if you are in the throes of your January fitness goals and you're going keto, or even if you're not, this just looks delicious. It actually does look delicious. It's basically just two kinds of protein, a bunch of vegetables. Yeah. So there you go. I'm down. Cowboy Jacks. I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. The rest of our VIPs roll call looks like this. Of course, the VIPs stands for very important podcast sponsors. Yes, it does. All right. Uh, Sprelly. Sprelly. Talk about yummy. It's the new way to PB&J. Now in their new location on Princess Anne Street, downtown Fredericksburg, and order online at Sprelly.com. Just cracked open 
a new jar of butterscotch peanut butter the other day. Yes. Posted that what, a video. That's what you gave me, right? Yes, that's what I yeah. gave you in your lunch. And I posted a video of it because it was the most blissful moment at 6 a.m. Just that, <laughs> that, you know, when the pop top, or the top yeah. pops and it goes pop, and you just sniff it like that first whiff of Sprelly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was delicious on the apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started eating the apple by itself. <laughs> so then you had Sprelly left over. I just had Sprelly left over and Dude, I ate that by it's itself. So good. I mean, you really can't, you can't beat it. No. It's so, so no, good. No, you can't. It is delicious. All natural nut butters. They've got snackage. Yeah. You got to go check out their got new to. spot, Princess Anne Street, downtown Fredericksburg. And you can't miss them. You really can't. Look for the mural. Yes. Seriously. It's, it's, there's dancing peanut butter. <laughs> And I mean, grapes it's, on the side of the building. You can't, you miss, can't it. miss it. Sprelly.com, Sprelly.com, Sprelly.com. Order online anywhere <laughs> in the world. Continuing on with our VIPS, our VIPS, it's Coyote Hole Cider Works. Ooh. Hard cider, cider sangrias from 100% Virginia apples. Located in the heart of Lake Anna in Mineral, Virginia. Follow them on Facebook and visit CoyoteHole.com. Yes, now working on distributing in West Virginia, too. Amazing. Plus, they're the uh, the official cider of the Fredericksburg National. That's right. That's all you drink when you go. That's all I drink when I go is the Grand Slam Gria out there. Coyote Hole Cider Works. Mm. Definitely some cool stuff that went on over the holidays. They've still, by the way, got their igloos up, and you can still reserve one. Oh, right on. As long as it's cold, those igloos are going to be there. Heck yeah. They've got their fire pits. They've got trivia on Wednesday nights. they got a bingo night going on out there. they got all kinds of fun stuff at Coyote Hole. Oh, no, it trivia night was fun. It was fun. We need to go back there. I'm, I'm and bored. And play all the way to the end. Because we could win. We could win. We're that good. <laughs> you want to become one of our VIPs, our very important podcast sponsor, just go to wordsandmusicpodcast.com. We'll take anybody. Literally, you anybody. just want us to say your name on our podcast. Give me five bucks. No, it's 10. Oh, sh- my bad. Oh, I thought it was 20. Go but I was look giving, at the website once was, in a while, would you? I was giving, I was giving like... <laughs> giving a discount. <laughs> it's $5 with Randy's promo code. <laughs> Which doesn't exist. Anyway, go to the words. You better put that disclaimer in there. (laughs) Wordsandmusicpodcast.com. Become one of our VIPs. Help us pay for all this stuff. (laughs) If you are a business, if you are an individual, if you have an at-home business, I would love to tell people about it. Sure. I will give a plug to whomever. Absolutely. Just go to wordsandmusicpodcast.com and become one of our VIPs. Help us help you. Help us help you. Time for what the fork. So a couple of weeks ago. Was it mm. even a couple weeks ago? Was it like last weekend? Oh, last weekend. Last weekend. A couple weeks. It was Come cold, on. you know, and when it gets cold. All these cold days just meld together, right? They do. They just, they just. They do. But here's the thing. When you have a Midwestern girl in your life, uh-huh. what happens when it gets cold is she goes into soup mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she goes into soup mode. This past weekend, I made a vegetable soup that was really, really good. The weekend before, I busted out grandma's homemade chicken noodle soup. Yes, she did, folks. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, I was licking mm-hmm. my lips, you know, I was just chomping at the bit, like, <sighs> I was reminiscing. Sorry. Yeah. It, it took it, me. It's so simple. It's so easy. And I'm about to share my grandmother's recipe. What are you doing? I know. What are you doing? It's not even the soup that's so spectacular. What's the word? Spectacular. I'm drinking single barrel Jack, by the way. Spectacular soup. But what is the most spectacular component of grandma's homemade chicken noodle soup? It's the nudes. Mm. It's the nudes. Okay, if you're about to say something bad about my grandmother's noodles. No, 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 no. I'm not saying anything bad about the noodles. 
You made this face like they aren't that good. No, they're they're great. They were delicious. It just wasn't the best component for me. Okay, well, I didn't ask. <laughs> wow. All righty. What was the best component for you? On this week's discussion topic. Seriously, for... now I have to know. What was the best component? The broth for me was the best component of that soup. All right. Well, I'll let you have that one. I'll allow it. <laughs> why would you? Why just? Oh, I'll let you have it. I'll allow it because it was really good. I see. Yes. <laughs> but grandma's chicken noodle soup. My mother. So my mother growing when I was growing up, my mother would make. Now, this would have been her mother-in-law's chicken noodle soup. And she we always made it the same, right? The big difference was my mother never wanted to make the noodles. She just wanted to throw rice in it or throw a bag of egg noodles in it or whatever. And it's Which just, I would be totally fine with. I know you would, but it's just not the same. It's not as good. And I think it's probably because of the memory that is wrapped up in those noodles mm. and the process of making them. Sure. For me. It was one of those red metal chairs that had like the pull-out steps. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking I about? Know you can exactly, picture it. Exactly. Yes. So I'm tiny, right? And grandma no. pulled. Grandma would pull. <laughs> the chair sat under the telephone, which was on the wall, hanging on the wall, right? When, a big. It was a rotary phone. When telephones used to have one single yep. spot. Yep. You, you you dial and it would go. Right. So it sat underneath that spot, and then grandma would move it over to the counter next to the sink, right? Between the counter, between the stove and the sink. And she would pull out the little ka-chunk, <laughs> pull out the little steps. And I would climb my happy ass up onto the to the chair. And I would be there next to my grandmother, who I loved dearly. And we would make noodles together. And it's the simplest recipe. Before she passed away, I wrote it down. One time when I was there with her, she... Moved out of her house into an assisted living facility. I would go visit and we'd make do- we'd make dinner. And um, it was still one of the best memories ever. So here's how you do it, folks. One cup of flour, one egg, a little bit of salt, and a tiny bit of water. That's it. And then you just make, I mean, it's, it's a simple pasta dough. That's yeah. all it is. It's a simple. simple pasta dough. Very, very simple. And so you can scale that up as much as you want. I think the most I've ever done is like a quadruple batch. Right. So four cups, four eggs. And at that point, you're at about a quarter of a cup of water, probably. But you have to just get it to the consistency that you want. And then you roll it out, which this is the first time I've ever um, not rolled it out by hand. I started to. You did start to. And then I was like, why the hell am I sweating? (laughs) This is hard. I don't like this shit anymore. So we busted out the old KitchenAid pasta roller. husband with the gadgets. I was like, why am I doing this? We have a pasta roller. So rolled it through the pasta, but then you roll it up like a jelly roll, right? You roll it up and then you take a sharp knife and you cut the noodles and then you unroll them. So for me, when I was a kid, my job was unrolling the noodles, right? So I could tell flour flying all over the kitchen, all down my front. And it's still the same way today. I still end up with flour everywhere. And I I love, 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 love the process of unrolling. You could see the smile on her face as she was unrolling. It brought back the memories. Oh, yeah. You could see it. I'm I'm a five-year-old girl sitting next to her, standing on the chair next to my grandmother every time I make her homemade noodles. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's ridiculous, I know. But I loved my grandmother so, so much. And she passed away when I was, uh, she passed away in 2006. And it's delicious. It is delicious. It's some of the best chicken noodle soup that I've had. And and like I was saying, you know, the broth for me was Mm -hmm. the best. But 
you've made this for me before. I have. And I don't know what was different. I don't know. What why. was different is I, I, I cooked an entire chicken. That's it what was different. And you was, get all the different types of um, of fat and meat in there. It was so much better than the last time. Yeah. Just because the broth. I mm-hmm. literally, I went over there and took the ladle out and I was drinking the broth yeah. out, of, out of the out of the pot. Because you got a full chicken full of chicken fat is yes. what you got and it was in there. And so it, it, it makes it so delicious. So there so you go. Grandma's homemade chicken noodle soup with her homemade noodles. And um, the one thing that I added this time, which was really freaking cool, is I made my first loaf of Dutch oven bread to go yeah, with Yeah, you it. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Which is really cool. And you can look up the recipe online. It was super easy. And She's been talking about making this for weeks. She's like, oh, I, like, I see you can make a Dutch oven. This. You can make a loaf of bread in your Dutch oven. And she was all excited, but she never did it. And all of a sudden, she's Because I like, was afraid of anything that had to do with yeast. We're at, we're at Wegmans. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think, really think I want to go get yeast. I went right down the baking aisle and found it. And I was like, come on. Get Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. My dad used to make bread all the time. And she made her first loaf. And guess what, folks? It was delicious. Turned out amazing. So, so easy. Amazing. Might have to post. I'll post those pictures on our social media and I'll post the um, the recipe. And you got some good compliments on that bread. I did because it was beautiful. A lot of people were like, dang, girl. Man, I was so freaking proud of that meal. I posted it in the Fredericksburg Home Cooks Facebook group. Yeah, you group. did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, validate me. And they did. <laughs> they did. Like, that looks amazing. It looked so good. Some of those people, I, I'm very intimidated by a lot of the home cooks that we, even the people that we know. I that know we'll they're post amazing. In there. We got some gourmet home cooks. I mean, up in this town. And shout out to Michelle and Aaron and um, Charity and some of the people that have posted in there are just incredible. Good old Stasia. Bart, Bart, oh my Bart, gosh. Uh, Bart Balderson. Bart Balderson, the that drummer. Man, God. That dude plus, can cook. That dude, he's got it going on. Incredible. Incredible. All right, so there you go. That's I gotta what step my game up. You know what? You just need to you need to brag about your food more because you are an excellent, excellent cook. Uh, Last night, this man made us a chicken, a white chicken chili, that was really, really good. And I realized that you guys have to, you still have to alter some of the recipes that we make around the house because mm-hmm. there's still some things that are fucking with my. I did smell not use and taste. And you'll never believe this, even how it tasted. Mm-hmm. I did not use onion and garlic. So you know what it's starting to make me wonder is how necessary is it to put onion and garlic in every damn thing we cook? It's not necessary to do it, but you know what? It sure is good. <laughs> that flavoring <laughs> is amazing. I know. I mean, it's I just the, it's the flavor of, of those components. Yeah. I don't like eating onions, but I like the flavor right. that onion gives. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the biggest component between those that and garlic. Yeah. Those are the two biggest components. Oh, I dude, I could with. eat garlic just all the time. Oh. I oh. garlic stuffed in an olive. I'll eat just roasted garlic straight out of the clove. Roasted Squirt it right into my mouth like toothpaste. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so good. Spread it on a piece of toast like oh, butter. So good. All right. Well, here's where we make a change in the show. Just yep. a real quick change because we had a segment called This Some Bullshit. And I adored this. I still like the segment. I just didn't like ending the show on a negative note. And that's how it was kind of feeling the last couple of times. It's like, eh, it's cool and everything and it's fun and we have a good laugh. We talk about stuff that's bullshit, but then we kind of end the show on a negative note. So I am moving this some bullshit to the middle. Perfect. It's right here. I know. And this some bullshit. And I have one. Oh, you have one? I do have one. All right, one. cool. Go. This some bullshit. What's some bullshit? That I broke our gas fireplace. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I'll bring no, I will bring it up. I don't care. All right. So quick backstory. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had no power and we were talking about the fact that, boy, you know, we have this really nice gas uh, fireplace. Yeah. Sure that in, used in it. my tenure with this man has never worked. Nope. You go. Tell the story. So as a young bachelor, in and out, always traveling, uh, I just turned the pilot off. I was like, I ain't never going to be here. I'm not going to use it. Whatever. Okay. Okay. So you figured that would just be a good way to save. Save money on gas. Save money on gas. It's really, it, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it just, but my thing is having an open flame going while I'm gone mm -hmm. for extended period mm -hmm. of times. Just didn't, wasn't. It didn't sit right with you. I get it. No. So. I go on and it it stays off and whatever. I have a buddy of mine come over and we're rebuilding our mantle, my mantle. So I got yes, this. You have a custom built mantle out of pallet wood. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, it's very rustic. It looks really cool. Gave me some places to store the like the the cable boxes, the Xbox and stuff. Kind of put stuff away, you yep. know. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there and we're talking, and he's like, "Hey, man, you can combine these switches." So you had two switches had two on switches. the wall, one, both of them to operate the gas fireplace. One controls the valve to where it turns on the actual fireplace. Okay. And the other one controls the fan. Okay. Okay. So to operate the gas stove or the gas fireplace, you'd have to put both of those on. Well, you don't necessarily have to put one on. You don't necessarily have to use the fan. Oh, gotcha. The fan blows it out towards you. You know, it blows ah, it out to the house. So, so it heats up the room. It would have heated the whole room into the kitchen. I see. All right. The valve one... You know, that's what it's turns, just open and close, it, it open and close like it, a open toggle and, switch. Correct. So I was like, yeah, are you sure it'll work? So this guy tells you, you can make those two switches, yep. one switch. Yep. So we do. So you listened to this guy. I did. What were his qualifications? Uh, he's a friend and he's a Marine. That's it. And he's built his house. Okay. So he's, he's done a lot of work. He rebuilt. So you had no reason to think he didn't know what I had he was no reason not about. to, not to trust him. Gotcha. All right. So, so you did it. I did it. And then, you know, we're like, oh, this storm happens. Okay. And we're sitting here thinking, man, it's to today. cold. Yeah. I have an appointment for a gentleman to come out and do this. Because you figured it was just a problem with the pilot. Yeah, I figured a pilot it. maybe, you know, all kinds of, maybe the pipes are clogged, you know. With, right, maybe we've got a lot you know, of bugs. dog hair up in there. Yeah, you never know. So I was like, you know, better be safe. Sorry, have someone come out, light it, check it. Pressure test, you know, all that sort of stuff, Get it all stuff, cleaned right? up so that we can use it in the event it happens again. Right. Well, come to find out, I, by hooking those wires up to that switch, I energized a set of wires that were not supposed to be energized, and I fried the board on the valve. Fried the motherboard. So basically, that switch should have opened. Does not, there is an electrical thing that goes to that board. Mm-hmm. Is open and close is just a relay, if you will. The switch just opens and closes it, so we could have used it with the fire or oh. with, the, with the power off and been warm. Er, but I and you had no idea all these years. Nope. How many years ago did you guys build that? Oh, uh, that was when we first started dating because I remember you sending yeah, me pictures. But the, the thing was off anyway, so it right. didn't matter. So I couldn't have tested it. So yeah. So the guy is actually going to reach out to a master tech, someone that's a little bit more knowledgeable than he is, yeah. which I can appreciate. Absolutely. I was like, I'm stumped. <laughs> I've never seen it like this happen. Yeah. I want to reach out to a master tech, and I want to I want to run some things by him. Okay, cool, man. Uh, what are we looking at? It's worst case. You know, he tells me, well, you might have to change that whole valve. So the valve. It's this whole, well, it's a whole contraption. Yeah. Okay. And then come to find out that that valve is on back order. 
Of course, everything's on back order. Yeah, so the we're not getting... The world is on back order. We're not getting the fireplace back up and running for a while, so... Well, it could be worse. It could be worse. We're still here. It could be worse. We're still here. We really didn't have the major um, inconvenience that some of our friends and neighbors had no. when the power went so, out, you know, so... That's my... You live, you learn. That's my this and bullshit. <laughs> just saying. I know I was long. No, and that's okay because my bullshit is just plain and simple. This weather is some bullshit. Yeah. It's, I don't it's, like winter. That's why I moved to Virginia. What the actual fuck? Well, you moved to the wrong state because Virginia gets all four seasons. <sighs> Apparently, at I some have point moved in time. Further south. So, South Carolina. I don't know. Man. Can't say North Carolina because North Carolina got snow. Yeah. Well, South Carolina, I'm sure we'll get some snow too at some point. I don't know. Not much. All I any. know is I'm just, I'm tired of it. I get so like, I don't know. I have a lot of reason to be cranky right now. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to be cranky, uh, but it is very difficult. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. So we're going to change the name of our next segment. New year, new podcast stuff. New year, new us. Yeah. So we were calling it Red and Blue Download. We were. Um, and now I want to call it Listen Up. Listen up. Yeah, because a lot of times we're finding out that it's not necessarily something that you can download, but it's something that we want you to take into consideration for your ears. Yes. Okay, so it's an audio something. Words and music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, The music mm -hmm. part. Yeah, so uh, something cool happened this week. You actually discovered a Red Dirt Country playlist on Apple Music. I did. I was looking for something different. I got plenty of stuff on my phone. I just wanted something different, and I remembered talking with somebody. I think it was Scott. Yeah. I think it was Scott a conversation McMillan. with Scott. We were just talking about Red Dirt. We were talking about different artists, this, that, and the other, Cody Johnson, a few others, yeah. you know. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I said, just looking for something different. Oh, Red Dirt Country. Now, let me tell you guys something about Randy Red Powell right here. This man, is he's a lot like me, and I think this is one of the biggest reasons we're so compatible. We listen to anything and everything. That's when true. When it comes to music. There's no, like, people can't look at you and go, oh, he probably listens to whatever. You will legit have everything from reggae to rap to, here you go, Red Dirt Country. It's true. It's very true. So what'd you find on your Red Dirt Country I list? I found this 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 album called Don't Mess With Texas. Ah, I love it. And it's a and collaboration or what? It's, like a- it's just got a bunch of everybody's, it, it's more or less, I think it's like a playlist, an Apple mm-hmm. playlist, mm-hmm. but it's right. got a bunch of, uh, bunch of songs from everybody, Texas. Give us an example. Let's hear this list. So, uh, how many songs are we talking? Oh, I don't know. A lot to count. Too okay. too many to count. So okay. we've got Marin Morris, yes. all my favorite people. Great song we've, with Brothers Osborne. Yes, we've got the Randy Rogers Band. Okay, Adam Hood. Uh, um, I have not Musk, heard of Muscadine Adam. Bloodline. Muscadine Bloodline. Now that is a they're pretty interesting. Yeah. They're pretty interesting. Very different. Very cool grooves. I like them a lot. Um, it even has. One of my favorite old school artists. Old school artist. Who's Randy that? Travis. Randy Travis. I mean, come on. I mean, it's got Fool's Love Affair on this on this thing. Uh, it's even got, uh, let's see. It's even got, Cody, of course, Cody Johnson. Sure. And Midland. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some of the mainstream ones. Sure. You know, but these are, some you know. Some classics. Some new artists. It's cool to to find new music, isn't it? And it was actually honestly refreshing to listen to some new... Artists you had never heard before. Correct. And you enjoyed it? I actually did. 
I actually enjoyed it very much. Very cool. Very much so. We I was having a discussion, um, I don't know, a few days ago with uh, radio, some radio folks about where we think um, the general public is discovering new music these days. And I think what you just did by searching Apple Music is is sort of the new wave of how you find a new artist, I a mean, new song. It was amazing to put in here just what I typed in. I yeah. mean, literally typed in Red Dirt. Uh, I see. Red Dirt Country. Not Ted Dirt. Good God. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my Ted Dirt talk. <laughs> so literally, when you type in Red Dirt Country, that's all it gives. It, that's just what comes up with suggestions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So literally, I clicked on, oh, Red Dirt Country. I'm going to click on the first one. And then what and was the top found, one? The top one was Don't Mess With Texas. Don't Mess With Texas. So you actually found a... It's a playlist. It's, it's a playlist. Apple, it's an Apple Country, country music, music playlist. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, it's got Red Dirt Road song, you know, the Red Dirt Road by Brooks and Brooks Dunn. Brooks and Dunn, sure. Um, but it's got a bunch of other Red Dirt Texas, Red Dirt, you know, Red Dirt Clouds. Red so Dirt. how long did you listen to this playlist? Uh, I listened for about a good 30 minutes good 30 before minutes. I had to. I'm still going to continue listening right. to it. So was, was it more people you knew or more people you didn't know? I would say more people that I didn't know. That's cool. Like this, like Mike, Mike Ryan, Wade Brown. I'd never heard of Muscadine. Muscadine Bloodline. Bloodline. Mm -hmm. They're interesting. Yeah. They're not, they're not too bad. Um, Aaron Watson. Yep. Um, Corey Kent. Bree Bagwell, that name sounds familiar, but I'm not, it, I don't rec recognize her. Yeah. Um, Tristan Mraz and Braxton Keith. Braxton Keith, I've heard of. Um, Mason Lively. Okay. Parker McCollum. We Parker all know, McCollum, we, we, we saw know, him we, at um, yeah. Country Radio Seminar a couple um, weeks ago. Keith, Colby Cooper. Okay. Dan Alley. So, so, I mean, there's, I mean, a, there's lot of, a lot of names on there that I don't even recognize. There's a lot. Like, I mean, it was crazy. I was like, huh, screw it shuffle so i, I love had, that I, I had them shuffle it yeah. so I, and I was listening to it there was one and i don't remember which one it was it just didn't it didn't do anything for me so i, I fast forward say so you just hit i next. just hit i hit next, next. so i mean that's gonna happen yeah. you know that is with anybody so absolutely I mean, there are reggae songs that i do that too there are rap songs i do that too there are rock songs i do that too so it's just like eh, i'm not feeling it but next next yeah so you would recommend red dirt country Absolutely, I would. Well, there you go. Absolutely. There you go, folks. Especially if you get down to Texas. Listen up, folks. Red, red, dirt, red country. dirt Country. There you go. So my listen up is just a short list of artists who have songs that I highly recommend. Oh, just a short, huh? Just a short just list. Just a short list. I highly recommend you find and download everything you can. And you're going to know some of these names because, well, shit, you'll probably know. If you know me, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've listened to me on the radio for the last few years, you know every name on this list. This is, this is easy. Now, I don't feel as like um, like I'm uh, uncovering something like you just did. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. I'm still going to go with it. Do it. Obviously, my boy's radio romance. Because there may be people listening in different parts of the country that don't know. Correct. We looked stuff. at the heat map. And they're uh, all over the place. That's why I brought it up. You're absolutely right. Radio romance. Yes, it was an old money, Eddie Money song or album. That's how they got their name. But they are a phenomenal little band. Out of Nashville, Tennessee. The boys are awesome. Uh -huh. The boys are awesome. There's one of the tightest bands I have ever come in contact with. And I have worked with a lot of bands over the years. These guys, it's almost like they all four share one brain. It is crazy. <laughs> they are all on the same wavelength. They can finish each other's sentences. And it's like the music is an, a testament to that bond between the four of them. 
Oh, yeah. They're incredible. They just released their latest single. Which was Which hot. is a phenomenal song. It's a great song, especially for this time right now. It's called um, By the World of Beer. And it is so good. Great song. Great song. And Number one hit. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So Radio Romance. They've got albums. They've got EPs. You can find them on Apple Music. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on Bands in Town. If you don't have the Bands in Town app, you should definitely grab that so that you can see whether or not they're coming to a venue near you. Yeah, you need to go see them live. Got to go see these guys live because and they are an incredible show. And you got to buy them a shot. Or, or yeah, that, you, sure. You just got to buy them a shot. Buy them a shot. They'll love it. Download everything that they've got out. They've got a great, check them out on YouTube. They're really building their YouTube following right now, and they're doing a lot of live videos and stuff like that on YouTube, and they are phenomenal. Can't say enough about how much I love Radio Romance. And she does, folks. I do. Now, flipping that coin, my one of my all-time favorite singer-songwriters. Yes. Miss Emily Wiseband. Absolutely. This girl can do it all. Yes, she can. Literally. She has written some music for like you wouldn't she's written music for um, BTS. She's written music for I'm gonna Daniel Bradbury, Lauren Elena. Um, she's written songs with Karen Fairchild from Little Big Town. She was just at Vegas song, with them, right? Yes, she just opened for them in Vegas. She wrote a song with Karen called Butterflies, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. She won a Grammy for the song Thy Will with Hillary Scott from Lady A. So Emily Wiseband is the shiznit. She's the real deal, folks. She's the real deal. And not only does she write phenomenal music for other people, she also writes phenomenal music for herself. And she has put out lots and lots of great singles. She's got an entire album called Identity Crisis. It's it's, man, it's magnificent. It's it's so, so, so freaking good. So Emily Wiseband, she also happens to be from the Stafford, Virginia area. And That's her right. entire family is phenomenal people. They're amazing people. I don't think I've ever met a family where every last one of them has so much talent that they could explode. Oh, it's ridiculous. There's like... A thousand of them too. Yes. Like and but <laughs> literally I've seen I've seen video of grandma playing the piano. Dad is an incredible singer, songwriter, oh, and musician. Dad Bill Weisband. Cool. Bill and he's one of the coolest people on two legs. He's just oh, yeah. literally the, one of the coolest humans you ever want to meet. Bill Weisband, of course, from the Wild at Heart band. That's right. Right here in Look the at that plug right there, Wild at Heart. Boom. Love you guys. And um her sisters, she's got a sister Anna who is a record label executive she's got two twin sisters who are phenomenal human beings and she's got her brother joey who is one of the most wildly entertaining people hilarious ever met and mama margie is just she's a saint and she's a queen and she's just incredible to keep it all wrangled in (laughs) i don't know how she does it but she is she has produced five of the most beautifully talented and humble and wonderful children. That's right. And her and her husband have, yeah, they've kept it all wrangled in. And I don't know how they do it, but they do it and they make it look easy. So there you go. Emily Wiseband. Okay. That's the second one. Now let's talk about Sam Grow. Uh, Sam Grow. Sam Grow. Um, I'm trying to remember my first oh, my first interaction with Sam Grow. I think the first time that I met him was a barbecue festival yes. uh, that I helped organize. And he was on, right. he was actually opening for Radio Romance, Radio Romance. And he came out and just rocked everybody's faces off. And he was incredible. Yeah. And how'd you meet him? Uh, how did I meet him? What do you mean? You mean what? like the, the first time that we actually came face to face? Yeah. 
So I was working with his tour manager at the time, Joe, who was also his drummer right. back then. And um, so I had just been communicating with him. And at one point I had to get with him because I had to do all the onstage, bringing everybody out, um, introdu- introductions, right? So I had to get with him to find out what do you want me to say? How do you want me to introduce you guys? I'm going to burp. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Anyway, I'm drinking the same thing I was drinking that night, as a matter of fact, because... Joe comes to me and he's like, you want to meet Sam? Come here. Let's go in the RV, right? They had an RV pulled up behind the stage. So I go in there and um, you walk into their RV and the first thing out of everybody's mouth is, you want to do a shot? You want to do a shot? (laughs) They pull a bottle of frozen Jim or uh, Jack Daniels single barrel out of the freezer and everybody does a shot. And this was pre-COVID, obviously. It was was straight out of a bottle. 2018, 2017, 2018, 2018. And and it was was, um, straight out of the bottle. And it was basically the philosophy was, it's alcohol. It'll kill whatever germs you got. So, So they passed the bottle around. And then they wanted me to go get you. Yeah. They were like, is Red here? Is Red here? Like they knew more about us than we did about them. Is Red here? So I went and got you. And they shook your hand, thanked you for your service, like all of... And then proceeded to hand me the bottle. And handed you the bottle. So then we did another shot. By the time I got on stage to introduce them, my cheeks were red. (laughs) It was was a very warm day. And yeah, no, I was... I don't even remember what I said. I made some stupid wisecrack about taking a hot air balloon ride with someone in the front row. Like, it was embarrassing. I go to leave the stage and the guys are like, that was the best intro ever. (laughs) They were were pumped. They were They were pumped. But anyway... All of this to say, Sam Groh is a phenomenal songwriter. Absolutely. He has written some really incredibly moving music, and there is a grit about him and his songwriting that I really enjoy. I really, really, really enjoy his entire catalog. Yeah. So check out Sam Groh. Find the album Love and Whiskey. Great album. Such a great album. Find the album My Town. Yep. And find every single you can find attached to Sam Grow. Absolutely. He's got collaborations with... Radio Romance. Radio Romance. He's got collaborations with Colt Ford. Yep. He's got some really incredible music out there on the internet. Wherever you download music, go look up Sam Grow. That's right. Next. Next. Emma Zink. <laughs> oh, good old Emma. Emma Zink. I feel like Emma Zink is like my favorite niece. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? I get it. Like, I feel like, because I've known her since she was 16. Sure. And I have watched her grow. And the the first word I used to describe her is still the first word I use to describe her today. And that is fearless. Absolutely. She is 100% without fear. This girl will sing anything. This girl can play anything. She's taught herself to play like, I don't know, 50 instruments. I, yeah. I don't know what she's at now. I think she, she was like moving on to violin the last time I checked. You know, she's just an incredible artist all around. A great songwriter, a great performer, a great musician, Emma Zink. And she's just starting to release singles. So go find her. Go find her on YouTube. Go find her on TikTok. Go yeah. find her on Instagram. And then also go download Let It Burn. What is a phenomenal song. It is. Yeah. And she's going to be putting out more singles. I saw her. I saw her profess it on her social media not too long ago that she's like, giddy up. It's time to do this. So look for Emma Zink. Z-I-N-C-K. Emma Zink. It's going to happen. And if you are ever in Nashville and you see um, a bar that says she's playing there tonight, you post up 
you buy a motherfucking pitcher of beer and you wait. You, yeah, you really got to, you got to see her. The way she commands the crowd. It's amazing. Nobody does it like her. No. I mean, we're talking anything from her singing uh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. To, to, the bro- to Brothers Osborne. To Brothers To Ed James. To the Doobie Brothers. I mean, she was just, and she, man, when she belts out, everybody just turns to her. It's, this girl will sing a Florida Georgia Line song at the FGL house. No fear. None. None. And she kills it. She kills it. She kills the song. Yeah. 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 And she's got some really great stories, too. Her musical journey is incredible, and it's very, very new. She's still just getting started. The funniest video I've seen of her is to see her and AJ. Oh, AJ McLean from From the Backstreet Backstreet Boys. Boys And Cassidy Pope. Yeah, they they happened to be at the FGL house one night. She was there playing. Yep. And they hopped up on stage. (laughs) And the next thing you know, they're singing Backstreet Boys songs. Yep. And yeah, and it was it, it's funny because it ended up in a reality show that they were filming that. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, right on. So, and this was back when, this was when AJ McLean was um, embarking on his country music career. Uh, so yeah, and in fact, you can hear that full story. Thanks for the reminder, babe. No you can hear that full story on our episode of Words of Music. That's right. With Emma Zink back in season one. So scroll on down after you're done listening to this episode. Find the Emma Zink episode. Listen for that because that was a really great It was story. amazing. It was Phenomenal an amazing story. thing to watch. Really, really great story. All right. I have more. <laughs> I feel I'll bad. I'll shut up. I feel bad because we're going long. No, 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 no. You don't have to shut up because I want, I want you to chime in on these because these are four more phenomenal acts. Enya Agarholm. Good old Enya. I love my girl Enya. I, Enya is just the sweetest thing ever. She, she is, is awesome. She is one of the sweetest things ever. Just got engaged. She's planning a I wedding. Oh, crazy. That's so, awesome. so excited for Enya and Anthony. But Enya's got a couple of phenomenal songs out right hey, now. What, Enya, what this, do you got? This for you. Yeah, man, she definitely deserves it. Definitely deserves it. She's um, she's one of the sweetest human beings alive, and she's a phenomenal songwriter. Oh, she's I feel like killer. I've said phenomenal songwriter several times during this segment. That must be your go-to word. Tonight. It might be my go-to and word. That's fine, and it's okay because I'm telling the truth, 100. percent Absolutely, you're telling. And you can truth. write her little ass off. Yes, she can. So go find Anya Agarholm, A G E R H O L M. Find her. Find her on social media. Find her on the YouTube. She's got a YouTube channel. She, you can also find her wherever you download music. Enya and the fellas, mm-hmm. or Enya and the boys? Was it Enya and the? It was Enya and the fellas. Enya yep. and the fellas. Yep, yep. So our next artist that I want you to listen Ooh. up for, I highly recommend you find and download the music of Adrian Davis. She's got some pipes. Girl's got pipes. I mean, she yep. can belt it. You can find her singing solo. You can find her singing with Whiskey Revival. Her solo debut single is out now. And it is phenomenal. It is. You got to go find Adrian Davis wherever you download music. And and she just had a baby. She did. She had a cute little, little <laughs> oh my God. So her guitar player also happens to be her husband. Is he guitar or bass? He plays, he plays guitar. Uh, he yeah. plays both, I think. He plays, I think he plays a little he plays bit everything. everything. Yeah, but the two of them together are such a force to be reckoned with. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. And speaking of Enya and Adrian, by the way, back in season one, I also had them on the podcast. That's right, you did. Go find that episode. It was a lot of fun. Now, the next artist that I want to talk to you guys about um, haven't been on the podcast yet, but it's coming. I think it is coming. It's coming. I am working on it. I definitely, definitely, definitely want these two on the podcast, and we will make it happen. They are Chris and Michelle from Drive and Riot. Those two are awesome. 
Chris is awesome. Michelle's awesome. I mean, they're they're just two humble folks. I mean, it's just singing great music. Absolutely. She just became an ordained pastor. No. Yes. Did she really? She did. Holy cow. She did. She's and she's preaching at her church every Sunday and she's doing yeah, she's doing great things. Holy cow. And he's out in the backyard working on muscle cars. And they have a phenomenal story too. And they do. I, we got to hear a lot of it. Uh they were when I the, my last year in radio, they were our in 2020, they were the Thunder Rising Star. Um and so we got to interview them quite a bit on the air. So there's a lot out there of Drive-In Riot, but seriously, their albums are out there. And you got to go find them everywhere you download music. Yes. And finally, last but not least. That's right. Last but certainly not least. Certainly. On my short list of artists who have songs and albums and interviews that I highly recommend you find and download, our new segment called Listen Up. I need you to go get some Ashley McBride in your life. If you don't have (laughs) Ashley McBride in your life yet, what are you even doing what are you even doing listening to this? Because if you don't know about Ashley McBride, I can't help you. I can't, I got, I can't help you. I mean, sorry about your bad luck. Ashley McBride. I want to say the most underrated artist in music today. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. I'll agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. This year, and I know uh, pre-pandemic, she was out on the road with Luke Combs. Yes. She also played as opener for the king of country music himself in his Vegas residency, George Strait. Mm-hmm. You don't open for George Strait if you're not talented. Right. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Ashley McBride has not gotten her dues yet, if you ask me. I, have, I don't think she has gotten everything that she deserves I don't think even close. No. To deserve to the recognition she deserves. No. To the kudos she deserves. To the Absolutely. radio airplay she deserves. I agree. She is phenomenally talented. Oh yeah. And she just did a single with Carly Pierce. Amazing. Which, by the way, was number one on Sirius XM The Highway's Top Thirty Countdown this it past was. week. And Ashley just she can do no wrong in my eyes. She was a highway find. If- she was, she? Yeah, she was a highway find. Highway yeah, find. Yeah, she was a highway find back in the day. But before all of that, we knew her before she was a highway find. That's right. Before all of that, we met way her. back in March of 2017, thanks to the incredible Scott McMillan. That's right. Who had gone to Nashville and through his songwriting travels, hooked up with Ashley McBride, met her, started running with her crowd, and made some incredible friends, lifelong friends. Yeah. And he brought Ashley here. To play at none other than Cowboy Jacks, our VIPs, Cowboy Jacks. Yes, and she was so great that night. I still have live video and stuff yeah. like that on my phone that I watch every now and then. And um, she was just one of the most genuine and cool people. And every time she's come back since, she has always been just incredible and cool. Yeah, I wish we could have gone down to the Norva. Uh, no, the national. Oh, the she, national. Yeah, she just played at the national at the beginning right. of January. But yeah, I completely, obviously, with shit going sideways in my life, I completely yeah. forgot about it. I know we talked about it before Christmas, grabbing tickets, and then we never did. So. Well, we had that thing happen. So uh, that thing, that yeah. thing, <laughs> that thing happened. That thing yeah, happened. But anyway, kinda... um, if you do not have Ashley McBride music on your list, get it. Go get it, and it it goes back further than Girl Going Nowhere. Look up the album Jalopies and Expensive Guitars. That is where you will find some of the most rockin' country 
that you will have. It's, I mean, it's so rocking that I have lyrics on my wall. She's not lying, folks. <laughs> and I had to find, I went on a pilgrimage to find bottles of whiskey Yeah, that she mentions in a particular song called Redemption. Go look up the song Redemption. It is by far one of my favorite Ashley McBride songs. Yeah, she's not lying. I, I can't say enough about Ashley McBride. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her. She's amazing. I love her. Like, and it's like a big love. Yeah. It's like a big love. It is like a, I would lay down in a puddle so she could walk across my back kind of love. Right on. Like, seriously. I love, I love Ashley McBride. So there you go. Bro, okay. Listen up, folks. Listen up. Go get you some. Radio Romance, Emily Wiseband, Sam Grow, M. Zink, Enya Agarholm, Adrian Davis, Drive-In Riot, and Ashley McBride. And don't forget about that little bit of Red Dirt Country. And get some Red Dirt Country on your playlist. Just saying. Yeah. All right, so. We have a new segment to end the show. We do. Yeah, because I wanted to end it on a positive note. Positivity. So I'm calling this new segment Gratitude is the Attitude. Because obviously you want to end on a positive note and be happy. I do. I'm trying really hard to get my happy on. So we're going to talk about something we're grateful for at the end of every show. I think it's important to remember that there are a lot of things to be grateful for and that everything's not just a pile of shit. Agreed. Especially now, I think I need to remind myself of that. I tell you that all the time. You do tell me that all the time, but I need to work harder on reminding myself. So today I am thankful for the Fredericksburg SPCA's foster family. Oh, yeah? I am. And all the ways that we've been able to help find homes for for foster animals. I mean, we have had, so we have our own Kona. Yep. She was our first foster fail. Yes, she was. Her sister, though, also got adopted. Maggie. Thanks to us friend of the family actually yep. adopted Maggie and Maggie is living her best life down in Virginia Beach. Oh, Hampton. I'm sorry. Hampton, Hampton or Newport News? Newport News. She's down e- that either way. She's, she's, down in she's down by that way. Hampton Rose area. Yeah. So she's living down there and loving life. And then we had Parker and Kyan, the cutest little. Oh, those two little things. Yeah. Little kittens. Oh, I skipped one. I skipped Indigo. You did skip Dandy. We had the most beautiful brindle oh. puppy and he was so damn sweet. I mean, he was I wish I knew where he was now. I know. That's the one I wish I wanted to know where. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he would follow me everywhere. He yeah. snuggled with he me. He loved him uh, some you. He was so sweet. And he was one of those puppies, too, that when you pet him, he like leaned into you. I wish I could have kept him. Yeah. Like, I really wish I could have kept him. But it is what it is. It was sweet. But yeah, Parker and Kyan were sweet little kittens. They got scooped up real quick. And then we had uh, Lyra was her name then. Her yes. name is now Ember. Ember. Ember was this, oh my gosh, she was, again, she was another little brindle baby. Another brindle. So, so cute. And luckily we get to see her grow up. We do. And that was a funny story. Yeah. We only had her, Ember, we only had her for a week because they were going to do puppy yoga. Correct. So they basically just needed somebody to watch the puppies until puppy yoga. So that Saturday we went to puppy yoga and I were just not really, it was 90 some degrees. It was not very comfortable to do yoga. And let me tell you that now. No, folks. And there were puppies running around. So we well, were more interested. We were trying to get the puppies to, you know, to chill with everybody, but they just wanted to be in the, somebody cheated. Well, they just wanted to be in the shade. And there were a couple of people who were under She's a tree. being nice right now. But anyway, anyway, we happened to notice that there was this woman and her husband not too far away from us. And this poor woman looked like she was so sad. Yeah. 
She looked so sad. And the puppies just would not go over to her because once somebody in front of us had treats and was like bribing the dogs yeah. to, to kind of play with them and whatnot. So, but this woman, like a, a dog would run by her. She'd kind of try to. And it pet looked it. like she would almost cry every time. Yeah. Like it was, it was killing me. And I didn't know this woman. No, I was like, we oh didn't my know her. God. But we saw her over there. And I just, I remember saying to Randy, because at one point they brought us, Lyra at the time was her name. Yeah. They brought her to us because we had fostered her. So they brought her over to us and we were kind of playing with her. I said, I said, babe, you should bring her over to that lady right there. Yeah. And so you did. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like the sky parted and the sun shone through. We just started a conversation. And she's the nicest woman. Her name is Megan, oh. and she literally has a farm full yes. of rescue animals. I'm talking horses and goats and yep. dogs and Shetland ponies. Yeah. And like she's got a little bit of everything, and her husband's military. Yep. And the thing that we didn't know until afterwards was that her, she had a, a, a really, a dog that she was really, really close to. Like really attached to. Yeah. Her and, name was Jade. Right. And Jade had passed away. So that devastated her. Yeah. And she time. had been depressed ever since. And she's still. You know, she's little, still very sad. Very sad over that. Even yeah. even though she got Ember, she did. Know, but she'll she'll say, you know, Ember came into her life at the right time. Yeah. You know, so she praises, you know, the fact that you know we brought over Ember to her, and she's mentioned that in a post. She you know, has, yeah. You know, these really nice people brought over, and and it was it was just you know, I seen how sad she was every time a puppy. She just wanted to hold a puppy. Yeah. You know, that's all she wanted to do, and then once Ember got into her arms. There was no going back. There was no going back. Like she actually settled down. Yeah. And, and it was funny because I was holding Ember. Lyra. And she was trying to run away. She was trying to run away. She was being but squirmy. Then she yeah. went over to her and it was like she kind of relaxed. She knew she was home. So it was like she knew she and was And she home. was a sweetheart too. Oh, oh that was a, such a sweet dog. Yeah. So and then we had uh Panini. Panini. <laughs> <laughs> Panini was a tortoiseshell kitten who had Beautiful. gone through her spay surgery and following surgery had given herself a hernia because she's a wild child. So she had to go through it again. Go so she it. had to have hernia surgery. Yep. And at that point, they needed her to go into a foster home because um, she basically needed to be watched all the time. All the time. Because she was naughty. <laughs> <laughs> and she was wearing the cone of shame. She was wearing a pineapple. A pineapple of shame, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, she had this like uh, stuffed pineapple around her neck and she could get out of it. So we bought uh, little surgical onesies and put them on her and, and she was able to heal with us for what she, I think we had her for two weeks. Yeah, that surgical onesie kind of calmed her down because it she did quite a bit. not like it. No, and so I did the virtual meet and greets. Um, and this lovely woman, Christina, who is an artist in the area, and she adopted Panini and named her Cleopatra Panini. Cleopatra Panini. Yes. And she's now going by Cleo and again, living her best life. And, and I get you to see get pictures. videos I get, of her constantly. Yep. 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 And she's the sweetest. She's grown up. She's beautiful. She I love Tortoiseshell Cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was one that we would have kept if we could have. I think we, there's no, I think we would have. Yeah. We would have kept, if we had talked about this earlier. Yeah. She was the sweetheart, but I think she's exactly where she needs to be. Sure. And then the last, so our last foster experience was a little bit hectic. It was right around the time that um, my daughter moved back to New York City. Yep. So she was gone. And the three of us other adults in the house work full time, worked full time 
at the time. <laughs> and so uh, we got Hornswoggle, <laughs> which was, a, he was the odd man out a litter of five. He right? was, Normally yes. they give them in two so that you can socialize the puppies. So Hornswoggle needed to go to a home with other animals. Yes. Well, here we are. Yep, we're right here, folks. And I'll tell you what, these girls, are our, our dogs, Kimber and Kona, are great foster sisters. They are. They, especially Kimber. Kimber is like... Kimber's the best. She's like a dream come true for any foster animal because she just wants to love you. She's just so gentle. Yep, she's the sweetest thing. So this little tiny horn swoggle, <laughs> he was so cute, a little black and white dog. Um, loved it here. Unfortunately, we did not have the time to give... To him. No, we did he not. He was spending way too much time in the crate, and we started to notice he was getting a little bit wild, yeah. like having some behavioral issues. And we don't want that. We want to make sure he's perfect when he gets adopted. So we we gave him up, and it took a few weeks, but he did finally get adopted. We saw him come across the adopted list. We do. Yep. And now, and now we have Floki. Aberdeen. Floki. His name is Floki. Peanut. <laughs> and he is the sweetest little thing and he will become ours. So yeah, I just want to say that I am so thankful because I have this is the first time that I've come into contact with an SPCA or Humane Society or anything like that that has run such an incredible foster program. So if you have not become a member of the Fred Foster fam, you have time on your hands. You, you have the house to do it. You have room for it and you have a desire. And maybe or maybe there is a kind of situation where you can't have your own pet, but you could temporarily have one visiting. Two weeks is the I think uh, most of the times the it minimum. It can be two to four weeks. It's usually right around about an average of a month commitment, but nine times out of ten, it doesn't take that long. What it what they'll do is they'll put them in your house until they are spayed or neutered, mm. and then they go up for adoption. Now, because of COVID, um, they're tending to leave the animals in foster care. Until they're adopted. If you're able to do it, yes. Yeah. yeah, if you have the room and if you have the desire. But here's the thing. They give you all the food. Yep. They give you toys. They give you a litter box. They'll give you a crate. They'll give you uh, litter. They'll give you everything you need to succeed with the foster. And they'll help you learn what to do yeah. if you need. I mean, you can even adopt a mama cat who's about to give birth and then take them all the way through You know that whole situation. If you have that kind of life where you have the time to do that because that is a commitment that is they definitely a commitment. bottle babies yep. you know there's there's lots of situations but anyway the fred foster fam is over a thousand families and counting now that's awesome it's an and incredible program awesome and it's really well run so big major kudos to the fred uh fredericksburg spca they're incredible fred spca.org is where you can go if you want to become a member of the foster fam and i highly recommend it i don't know about you you highly recommend I, I them? highly recommend them. Highly recommend them. Highly. Yeah, totally. So there you go. That's our attitude of gratitude right there because we attitude are so, 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 <laughs> so grateful for the Fred Foster fam and everything that they do and that everything that they've allowed us to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. People always ask me, how do you give up the animal? How do you give it up when they're It's when hard. You're done? Sometimes it's hard. It can be difficult, but you know what? Puppies are a lot of work. <laughs> and you're reminded yeah. every time you have a puppy in the house, you're every like, oh, time. my God, it's like having a toddler. So, yeah, you have to be very, very patient. You have to, you know. So sometimes it's not that hard to give them back. No. <laughs> sometimes it's like, all right, that was fun. Bye, buddy. Good I luck. I wish I could have kept all of them, but I that's know. just me. I know. You're a big softy, though. I am. If we had a farm. Especially with dogs. I know. Oh, God, we'd have 10 dogs if he had his way. 10? Shit, that's, that's on the light side <laughs> if we had a farm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm done. You think you're done? Yeah, are you done? 
I think I'm done. Yeah. Got to go to the next page. There you go. Are we ready? So I mean, there we go. So we have uh, we've made some changes, some adjustments to the podcast. If you like it, great. Give us a thumbs up. Tell us what you like. If you don't like it, tell us what you don't like. Tell us the truth. We are 100% open to suggestions. So and then if there is something that you want to hear, let us know. If you have a topic of conversation, shoot let us, us know. a message. If you have an opinion on anything that we talked about today, let us know. Let us know. It's good talking to you. Good talking to you. See you later. Words and music.